Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today I have Jan Rader here. Did I say that right, Jan? Is it Rader? Awesome. Offers well-being and education and guidance. She believes that education empowers people to do their own personal work. So through trials and tribulations in her own life, she takes her experiences and research and and helps people manage stress, be joyful, and be positive daily. And that's what we're here about, right? We are here to discuss what it means to take what we've been through to impact somebody's life, Jan. Now, we've had a great conversation right before we got started here. So before we get all into that, why don't you give us a little bit more about who you are, Jan? Um, I am a uh, seasoned martial artist, uh, I'm retired now, but I taught, I trained for about almost 35 years and taught for about 30 years, Um, ran a business, you know, I, I, not only did I teach martial arts, but I also ran the business end of the martial arts, Uh, decided to go back to school and uh, get a degree, actually, I wound up getting two degrees, uh, a bachelor's and a master's uh, related to well-being and really wanted to teach people that wanted to become wellness coaches because I really didn't necessarily want to be a coach because, you know, I I get, I get frustrated easily with people as they give up on themselves. So (laughs) I I tend to be, I tend to be a, um, like I call myself, I'm an acquired taste when it comes Mm -hmm. to things Mm -hmm. like that, because Mm -hmm. I, I'll hold your feet to the fire and I, I'm not necessarily it's not necessarily what everybody wants, but um, anyway, so I decided to, you know, try to educate people. So that way, you know, you can be responsible. Here's the information. You can decide to do, do whatever it is you're going to do with it. And, you know, I know that if you apply things that I uh, share with you, you're going to have a, make a difference in your life. So that's kind of, uh, I guess, the, the long and the short of it, if you will. So, I mean, I think that um, being a martial artist really does kind of give you that discipline too, right? That's probably where you go, you know, I don't want people giving up on themselves because in martial arts, at least the people I've known that really take martial arts very seriously, it's who they are, right? They they don't play games. It's like, no. yeah, it's almost like military, right? Like yes. you got to get this done. We're not going to be kidding around. Why are you not giving it a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that has a lot to do with your personality? 
Oh yeah. Well, if you think about the, I mean, and when I say martial arts, I, I want to clarify because this is a pet peeve of mine that, um, you know, there are many different types yeah, of martial arts. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not involved in Taekwondo, which is one that is sort of, uh, everywhere. And they like to use the word karate and karate is Japanese and Okinawan and Taekwondo is Korean. So, you know, it's completely different type of art. Um, Japanese Okinawan arts are, you know, very much 50, 50 hands and feet. Um, They tend to be, if you think about the Japanese end of it, they tend to be uh, very violent, very vicious. Uh, The Okinawan end is not as, but, um, and, and when you think about the word martial, it, it is militant. So right. yeah, okay. you're a- absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Um, and they, you know, in Japan, they taught, taught the art in school, you know, going back to the early 1900s, they taught it in school to prep children for military service. So that is, you're absolutely right. You know, you get your self-discipline, discipline. I mean, it starts with discipline first from mm-hmm. your instructor, but then it becomes something you adopt yourself because you just are driven to re- achieve your goal. You're not, you know, like you said, I, I really like what you said. I'm not here to mess around. <laughs> so right. that's true. Right. But, now, did you, um, it, it, was it something like you fell in love with as soon as you tried it? Was it something yep. you've been doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And immediately, because I've, I've always been, um, I've always been a physically active person when I was in uh, school. Um, I was a gymnast, um, but I was getting injured all the time. I was getting, you know, sprained ankles and whatnot. And I was never a person that uh, enjoyed team sports. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of a, I mean, I'm, believe it or not, uh, which I think some people have a hard time believing. I am, actually am an introvert and um, I'm not really hot up on team sports, which uh, I used to tell my the parents of my junior students that, you know, it's great to have martial arts as a foundation for your kid because they they get a sense of themselves before they get into a team sport. Plus, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, when you're a martial artist, you're it's you're part of a team, you're part of the group that's in the class. But if you make a mistake, you're not quote, letting the whole team down. And oh, my gosh, we lost the game because, you know, you didn't catch the ball. So right, right. Um, right. So it's, it's a way to have a connection and, and have a tremendous camaraderie with other people, but not, it's not teetering on your performance, if you will. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I, I took my, I remember taking my very first, uh, intro class. There was six intros at the school that I, uh, eventually ran, uh, uh, for the business wise, um, and I thought, oh my gosh, if I have to go five more, do I have to be like Bruce Lee or something? I'm probably dating myself to some people that are listening to this. I love Bruce but Lee. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, because I never watched a class. I just took, I just took the class because a friend of mine, I had a conversation. He was in a different art. And I, I kept asking him questions. Oh, well, if this happened, what would you do for this? And this, you know, so I, I didn't even realize I had a a passion for it, a desire mm-hmm. for it, uh, curiosity. And then I, I met somebody that said, oh, this school is really good. So I went over there, I took the class and then I was like, oh, I better watch a class before I, you know, join. And so, so I did, cause I was like really nervous and I went, oh, oh, okay. Uh, no, these people aren't perfect. I'm a perfectionist. So I was like, these, I can do this. So I, I started and it was literally like, I came home. 
Like I had found, I had found my home. I had found my people and I had found my home. And, uh, and from that day on, I just, I, I don't know. It was, it was like a snowball effect, if you will. And I, I mean, I did the, uh, I mean, I have a national gold medal. I competed. I, you know, did all sorts of, t- I did like probably six classes a week. You know, I mean, I did all this crazy kind of training. So um, I just, I was bit by the bug. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it, it was probably very really, um, helpful too that you had some of that, some discipline already developed too, being a gymnast, right? So yeah, you had sure. some of that discipline, so which is great. So tell me how, the wellness education um, that you went to school for and all that and the the martial arts, are, how are you using that to impact uh, people's lives? Well, you know, it's very interesting that um, when you, when the, the layman thinks about martial arts, they always think about the violent part of it, you know, that it's kicking and punching. Uh, it's, you know, I hate to tell, I hate to break this to everybody, but it's not what you see in the movies um, <laughs> because that's all choreographed. Really? Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all choreographed and staged and, you know, um, and so on, but it's, it, it really is a vehicle for self-discovery. And it is, um, you know, when you, because I, I also have quite a bit of knowledge on his, the historical part of uh, martial arts because it is, you know, very old. It's an extremely old art. It's not a sport. Um, and you have to become, you actually have to understand healing and you have to understand well-being for, to be able to continue in, in the art itself. So, uh, you know, like when you think about uh, samurais and battles at the time, they had to understand not only the killing aspects of it, but also the healing aspects of the art. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of under, you have to have a lot of um, knowledge of traditional Chinese medicine, um, which of course deals with the healing and, and, and so on. So it, it just was a natural progression that when I decided to go back to school, uh, cause that was a goal of mine to, to get a, to get a degree, um, that, you know, one of the professors that I was working with was like, Oh, well, have you ever thought about being a health coach? And I was like, mm, no, uh, cause I started, I went back to school in 2013 and this was really, we were just kind of coming into, um, you know, the, the healthcare system that we find ourselves in now where, you know, and, and even in the HMOs where like a doctor gives you a diagnosis and they go, well, thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. And they don't have time. Not that they don't have the knowledge to, to assist you, but they don't necessarily have the time to sit there and, and quote, coach you and help you and, and, uh, gain an understanding. And I think, Um, when I did go back to school, I actually took a course. One of the courses I took in my graduate studies that I thought was interesting was, um, you know, just sort of understanding the history of the medical practice and the doctor patient relationship, you know, going back to, you know, the Renaissance period. So, um, you know, it's kind of like where this white coat syndrome comes from, you know, people just sort of, lose their own voice when they're in front of the doctor. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, I didn't know there was a name for that, but that is true. Right. And I, and I certainly, I don't 
I, I don't disagree that, you know, that your doctor doesn't know more than you because they've gone to, you know, eight years of medical school and then they've gone through a residency and so on and so forth. But in certain, you know, in certain areas, they don't like I found out, which was really interesting because uh, nutrition is a big um a big area of mine that I, that I have a passion for is, uh, and, and it's in, I'm going to make this statement, but, and things have changed slightly now, but doctors only get nine hours mm-hmm. of yeah. nutrition education. Okay. And you know, that old adage of we are what we eat. It, I mean, you're in the, you're, you're in the food business. You know what right. I'm talking about. You are what you eat. I mean, I just looked at an interesting statistic today that you know, 45% of cancers are, are got people are diagnosed with cancer diagnoses because of their lifestyle choices. And what they eat is one of those foundational pieces of that. So, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in having a voice and, you know, I think a lot of times you have to find the right doctor that is not intimidated by you having a voice and that there's a way to, to talk to your doctor, there's a way to kind of collaborate with your doctor instead of just, you know, having the white coat syndrome of, you know, I talked to a woman a few weeks ago and she was like, oh, my doctor said this, my doctor said that, my doctor, I'm like, like, okay, okay. When was the last time they like went to a seminar on something, you know? So, um, so I, I kind of, you know, uh, I kind of had this trajectory from, understanding some of your own, the importance of putting your own self first, meaning I have to take care of, this is it. I have one body. That's it. I'm not getting another one. Um, and I, but at the same time, I, I have to be vigilant with what I do to it and what I put in it and how I move it. And, and, and that's, and I think that from the discipline aspect of the martial arts, it's a big deal to make a lifestyle change. You know, like if you have been tooling along in your life till you reach your maybe mid forties to late forties, which by the way, I'm, I'm well over 50 now I'm headed towards 60. Um, you, you know, you just go along about your business and then all of a sudden you get a diagnosis and then you go, Oh my gosh, what do I do now? Yep. And and it takes a, a tremendous amount of discipline to change what you are doing. It sure to does. Alter, yeah, to alter. <laughs> and that's, to, to, that's the main reason people fail is because yeah. they, they, for one, they want to change. But one, they don't know, they don't have tools to actually right. help them step by step you know, make those changes. Right. Or two, they don't know how to tap into the fire and the desire to make those changes. Do you, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we keep yeah. getting pulled back. You yeah. keep getting pulled back. It's you habits, go, right? They're old, old yeah. patterns and old habits that are Absolutely. ingrained in our brain that we have to re, re uh, basically yeah. like take it down and re-upload something new. It's absolutely. Yeah. 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 You have to tear down the old scaffolding and you got to put up new stuff, but it's, that's a tremendous amount of work. And Mm -hmm. people hate change. I was reading a book on the other day. It's actually a business book. Um, 
and it, it's called Gap Selling. If anybody's out there that's selling things, it's a great book. Um, and it's understanding the, you know, the gap between what, you know, what you have, what people need, you know, whatever. But, it, but one of the things that the author said that was really stood out to me is that people will only change if what is what their current situation is so awful now that they want to get to the other end of it, whatever, whatever that is, whatever the gap sure. is, they want to get through the gap, but they are willing to go through the pain that they're going to have to go through to get through the gap, to get through the change. So that the change, the, what's happening now, your, your status quo now is so uncomfortable and so awful that you don't mind going through the pain of changing. Right. So, and if you think about that, that's so true. It's, it's painful to change. <laughs> it is. It's and painful it's, in a lot of ways, right? I mean, and right? it's also inconvenient. Absolutely. Right? Because course. nothing is going to be the same. Like you don't have, um, you know, the same habitual patterns that we all have. Right. You know, you have to like break the cycles and break addictions and break habits. Right. And to your point, Jan, I mean, that is a very hard thing to do. And um, that's why, you know, having uh, somebody who leads you, whether it's a mentor or a coach or somebody in your mm -hmm. life is super important, right? I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, with just using your martial art as an example, right? You can, if you don't, if you're not there all the time, taking your classes, doing what you have to do, learning step-by-step step what you have to do, you're not going to learn martial arts. You're just going to no. learn, you know, to do it half-assed and then you're not going to do it right. right. It's the right. same way, right? I mean, this, you know, your the story you were saying is my story, right? Going mm -hmm. along, working your butt off all the time and not mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. Then you hit your forties and you're like, oh crap. Right. Oh crap. Yep, Things just got really serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Things got mm -hmm. real for me real yeah. quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it really is something that, uh, you know, you, you, you have to have those, those aha moments, that mm -hmm. long, hard look in the mirror, but at the same time, people don't necessarily want to do Like you don't want to actually believe if you will, that, that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, you know, that's, that's one of the things when I, you know, like at first when we were talking before you, you officially started, I was saying about when you're an athlete and then all of a sudden you can't be who you are, you know, it's not do what you were doing because it right. really isn't just about an activity. It's about a, a, an actual who you are. If you can't be who you are and that, that, that person is, is literally like dead, you're grieving that person. So that's the same type of thing as, you know, oh, okay, I'm in my 20s and everything's all good. Um, let's say if I'm having an issue with my weight, oh, I'll just cut down my calories and bang, you know, six weeks later, I'm back at the weight I, you know, was at before. Well, fast forward now you're in your 40s. It doesn't happen that way. It, right. it doesn't, it doesn't go that way. Plus the added thing of if I've gone up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down between my twenties and my forties, I've just made it even harder for myself right. in my forties. I mean, that was, that's me. I mean, right. I struggled with my weight my whole entire life. So, you know, I did now my yo-yo dieting, my yo-yo weight, uh, ing because it wasn't i don't like that word yo-yo dieting but <laughs> anyway my yo-yo waiting whatever weight i was 
uh, went up and down. I wasn't, it was like, it would go up and down over the course of several years. So mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. like that, um, that story they tell you that, oh, if you lose X amount of weight, you're going to gain back double that, you know, you're going to gain that weight back in the other. That wasn't me. I would lose the weight and then it would slowly creep back on over the course of a couple of years. And I right, very right. rarely went way above what I was before. But that was my other trial tribulation that happened to me is not only did I go into menopause, you know, I was premenopausal, then I was menopausal, then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which for those of you that are listening, it's a thyroid disorder. It's uh, hypothyroidism, not hyper. So your thyroid is a, an organ that pretty much controls your entire body. Right, <laughs> so right. it's like, a, it's, it's like right here, that little butterfly mm -hmm. thing and that's at necessary. the center of your throat that mm -hmm. controls pretty much everything. <laughs> and yep. when that's screwed up, uh, you got some problems. So, you know, I had these things going against me. So when I talk about what you do in your 20s, is totally different than what you can do later right. in life. So you have to then switch the way you think about things like what we just said. I can't just tool along with what I've been doing. I now have to take 10 steps back, regroup, and go, okay, what am I going to do now? Right. And I have to re I have to completely change my strategy. I have to, and I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people, um, you know, and I know people like that. My uh, people I'm related to are actually like this, where they just give up. They just go, okay, fine, whatever. This is the way I am. I'm going to be this right. way. I'm going to have, you know, 10 hot fudge Sundays if I want. I care, you know? Yeah. I mean, you get fatigued. That's what it is. Right. That's, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. I, get, I completely, completely understand it. But at the same time for me, I'm not, I'm a fighter. I mean, right. when I, when I was used to teach students how to spar in martial arts, I used to think to myself, well, okay. I had a, you know, I kind of counted up the number of, um, the number of uh, rounds I probably fought. I probably fought 20,000 rounds maybe in wow. my time of fighting. In the, and what what is it? Uh, um, Malcolm Gladwell says, you know, 10,000 hours of something make you like an expert at that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't call myself an expert at sparring, but I'm a fighter. I'm not, I'm not laying down. I mean, I'm right, not getting right. But at the same time, you have to change your strategy. You can't just go, okay, well, I'm going to take away bread and I'm going to drop 30 pounds in. Right. You, know? you could when you were 20. Definitely well, not happening right now. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you're younger, it's like that. So getting back to what we said, you know, what you mentioned about these habits, these, and, and I don't necessarily like to call them habits. I like to call them our realities. These are the mm -hmm. realities that I'm having right now. This is my reality when I'm in my 20s. And when I'm in my 20s, I don't know what my reality is going to be when I'm in my 40s. Right. Um, I, I mean, I can see it in other people. Like I used to tell my junior students in martial arts all the time. I used to go, you know how you can be completely different than any of your peers as you grow, as you 
get into junior high and high school, if you want to know how you can be completely different, I want you to listen up. And of course, they're always like, you know, well, what is it? Like, I'm going to do some the magic. big secret. And I go, <laughs> listen to people that are older than you and heed their advice. Yep. And yep. that, my friend, will make you completely different than any other teenager that has ever lived on the planet. Okay. I go, which I like, I was one of those people. I thought I knew everything, yep. you know? Yep. And, and they do too. I, and they do yeah. too. And, right. Right. <laughs> and had I listened, had I listened, I might, you know, my whole existence might have turned out differently. But but it's it, it's a matter of one, you know, coming from a place of understanding for yourself, but not understanding and love. Cause I, I, I really have a problem when people go, Oh, well, I love myself. And I'm like, okay, yes. But if I had fairy dust that I could sprinkle over you and you could be whatever way you dream of being right. I'm going to guarantee you're probably not going to choose the way you are right now. Mm. The majority of people want to be different. They want to, I don't know, be thinner, taller, uh, quote, prettier. I want less wrinkles or whatever it is. Right. And so it's a matter of, I do, I do love myself. I respect myself. I care about myself, but I also have to understand that sometimes when I decide to respect and care and love myself, I can't have the 12 I hot fudge Sundays because right. that's not honoring, right. loving, and respecting myself and yeah. taking care of myself. It's not. I agree with that, Jan. I also agree that in that place, you also have to be honest with yourself. And Absolutely. you know, you can't just cover things up with, I love myself, but not look at the reality of what things are. At least yep. that's just what, that's just the way my brain works. You know, yep. I have another, yep. I have another platform, which I'm merging into a straight talk and it's called memoirs of a fat girl. And mm-hmm. I remember when I came out with it because it's my weight and health journey, what, what I'm going through right now in my life. And mm-hmm. um, somebody said, oh, uh, fat like phat i'm like no like fat they're like you use the word fat i'm like yes yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah. remember my friend i've said this before my friend says but you're not fat you're big boned i said i'm not trying to lose bones i'm trying to lose fat okay right right let's exactly. just call it what it is why do we keep doing that you know right. and they're right. like oh okay but it's like you know yeah. it's not fat shaming i'm not putting myself down or putting anybody down i look at things for what they are right let me deal with them and move right. on you know, right. exactly. So I, I agree with you. Right. Well, and, and if, like, as I mentioned earlier about that 45% of cancers are coming from lifestyle choices, obesity is number one I with know. that. So, yeah. you know, that's what I was saying about the magic fairy dust over there. I mean, right. you can right. sprinkle it. I'm the same. If right. I could sprinkle that magic fairy dust over myself too, I would look like I did, you know, 14 years ago, I'd want to be that weight I was 14 years ago. Um, So it's, it's not, it's not a sense. And and I will qualify by saying, you can never get there. If you hate yourself, you can never get there. Nothing will happen if you're doing it from a place of hating yourself. So you have to find the balance of, I love myself, but I'm not going to fall prey to Oh, you can have that bag of chips because you right. I love myself. You know, right. I can't, 
and and not even really and actually that's to, not even a, that's not even a, a loving act to it's yourself. Not. Nope. But we 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 yeah. we think it is. So we use that as right. a comfort tool. And I know because I'm I'm getting out of that habit myself, right? Or that yep. those um those just patterns, those patterns right. that right. self sabotaging patterns, you know. Right. And that's um, but I agree. Those, that's yeah. one of those things that you know, and I I didn't necessarily plan on this going where it's going yeah. right now. But, um, but it's it's one of the it, it's one of those health issues that happens. Um, it's the same thing with like, let's go to let's switch gears and go physical exercise. And when you're talking about somebody holding your feet to the fire over it, I mean, we all know now, I'm not saying anything that anybody doesn't already know, you right. should be moving, you should be moving at least 30 minutes a day, our bodies are designed to move. They're not designed to be sedentary. That is not how they were, you know, we were made up to do that. And people know that. And they just, they don't, they don't do it. And, right. and they, and they, and they cannot, it may not be that, oh, well, I love myself. So I'm going to sit here and watch a movie and eat a, you know, pint well, of ice cream. I mean, we're it's, loving ourselves to death is what we're, we're doing. Well, we're it, loving ourselves to death because right, but, you're right. I mean, it's, it's become a, a thing we're going to work out as a chore, you yeah. know, eating, eating healthy is not even an option. If you have a salad in front of you or, or fast food or cake, you go for the fast food. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, we're loving ourselves to death, literally. Well, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And that's, but that's one of those things I was just talking to a gentleman the other day and he, you know, we had this conversation about, um, you know, one of the questions I asked him because when I work with people I have, uh, as I did for you, yeah, I have a little, you have a little profiler that just, you know, in really short questions just kind of gives, gives you a minute to kind of look at it and go, mm -hmm. hmm, mm -hmm. what should I, what do I need to change? I, I yeah. need to change some things. Like and one of the questions, Jan, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but one of your questions was, do you move 30 minutes a day? And my answer was no. And when I saw my assessment come back, I said, well, this is going to change. Right. So I did. So I did. Oh, good. So yeah. So I'm walking, uh, I walk in the mornings and then I work out in the, in the evenings, whether it's yoga, stretching, or actually I, I do boot camp three to four times a week. Yeah. Um, you know, I just did an athletic conditioning class. I want to get back into martial arts. I did karate for like almost a year and a half and I loved you. it. Good you know, you. it was, it was something I really loved and being obese is, is a challenge because it's also here. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's also like, well, I can't go back to martial arts. I'm too overweight now. And I can't do this because I'm too, you know, overweight to do that. I did an athletic class. I mm -hmm. can't do an athletic class. I'm not an athlete, but I went anyway. Right. You know? Yep. So yep. that's really good, Jan, that you do that. It is out of, you know, you're absolutely right. What you said earlier about getting out of your own way. It, mm -hmm. it, it really is. I mean, I, uh, I'll tell a little quick story about um, a student we had in the, at the karate school and she was, she weighed, I think 400 and some pounds when she started training. And she just wanted to take private classes because she was too embarrassed to be in a, in a group right. class. And she came in her first day, she came in with a bag from McDonald's that had two Big Macs and a large fry in it. And she was like, I'm going to, I'm, I got, I got to eat something before I work out. And we're like, you're not eating that. So uh, she decided to go all in with training and we monitored her diet. We helped her work. She wound up losing uh, I think it was like 280 pounds. Wow. And I mean, over a course of amount of time, she was, a, she, actually was a, she was actually an RN and she wound up, she had a dream of becoming a uh, 
physician's assistant. So she went back to school. She became a physician's assistant. She trained and she kept that weight off. So it was a matter of, like I said earlier, the amount of pain that she was going to have to go through was worth it to get to the other side. And I think when you have somebody that you feel comfortable with pushing you and, and, and that's another part about like, um, I've been kind of doing sort of this, uh, dissecting things from the martial arts, like what I learned from the martial arts, you know, I've been kind of writing things down. And one of the things that, um, when I mentioned earlier about sparring, you know, that I fought all these rounds, one of the things that it teaches you is it teaches you not to take things personal because when I'm like, if you and I were standing, you, you trained for a year and a half. I'm not sure if you got to sparring at all when you, when you trained, because it depends on the school that you go to for us, you had to train for at least a year before you wound up um, sparring with anyone. But anyway, when you're standing in front of somebody else, like if you and I were going to spar together, I don't know what happened to you today. You don't know what happened to me today. So once we start, once technique starts flying and we start hitting each other and whatever, and I don't know, you know, maybe you're angry about something or what have you, maybe you hit me a little bit hard. Well, I can't, I can't assume that I know what's going on in your head. So through that activity, I learn how to not take things personally because it's just air between the two of us. And I only can control what I think about from my own perspective. I can't put on you what I think you're thinking. So the minute that I start, you know how like uh, you meet somebody and and they go somewhere and they go, oh, well, that woman or that receptionist or that cashier they were such a you know they were so nasty yeah yeah. well that's you putting something on them that you have no idea you don't know what happened to them before they interacted with you and what does it matter to you anyway you know why are you taking it so personal so when you learn to kind of almost detach a little bit from Mm -hmm. that and kind of Mm -hmm. not take it personal when somebody is there giving you feedback giving you you know uh, most people don't like the word criticism you know giving you feedback then instead of it taking it personal you decide to go okay i'm having this reality moment with myself i'm being real i'm I'm using the word fat, F-A-T, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is you're doing for yourself and you're going, and this person is trying to help me. They're not, you know, saying I'm a terrible, I never once said to this woman who brought in the bag of McDonald's food, oh, you are a terrible person because you brought that in here. I just Mm -hmm. went, you know, that is not going to get you to that goal. If you want to get, if you want to become a martial artist and lose a bunch of weight, you're not going to get there by eating that. That's right. You're just not. That's right. It's a reality. So it's nothing personal. I didn't say you're a terrible but person. But you know, she had to make that, she had to make that decision yeah. and she did. And 280 yeah. pounds later, it, it yeah. showed that her making that decision is what really saved her life because at, at the rate that she was going, she would have probably died from obesity. So I, I see that you do love, and, and that's what I liked about even our first conversation. Like you're really really good about 
um, giving us the information that we need. And I like that little mm -hmm. assessment too. That was really good. And I appreciate the email that you sent me afterwards because I did watch the uh, YouTube that oh, you good. sent me about fear. I did read the article, all of that. So, you know, that was very helpful. So before I wrap up, I really do want my audience to know where they can, you know, uh, get in contact with you and follow you and also get this amazing information as well, because this is just a little bit of yeah. what you do, you know, well, so I, the best way right now, because I'm kind of in transition with um, my branding, <laughs> you know, that personal branding, Yeah, um, <laughs> the best way, yeah, the best way right. to get, to get a hold of me actually is, is through LinkedIn. I, I, you know, on, on LinkedIn, uh, people can message me there. It's the just under part, Jan Rader, right? Yep, yep. Yep. The other, the other part, um, since we, you know, we spend a lot of time on the physical part of yeah. ourselves. I really have a passion also for the mental and spiritual part of, of, you know, of well-being. So like I, when I sent you that information, you know, the difference between wellness and well-being is, yeah. you know, is more of your, psychological, spiritual, emotional, and then, you know, your physical is, is more toward the wellness end of things. Um, and, and the two, the two are important for each other because it really are. you need them both. Yeah. Physically, you feel better then emotionally. You're going to feel better. Emotionally, right. you feel better. You're going to work on, you know, caring about yourself physically, but I like to break things down into theoretical practices because I think, you know, when people understand the scaffolding of what holds, holds us all up, it, it helps you to kind of take this huge uh abstraction of oh my gosh i feel terrible or i just feel like i'm stuck which there's a term in psychology positive psychology for that it's called languishing where you're just mm -hmm. kind of going through the motions mm -hmm. um and it's not depression and it's not you know not depression it just you're kind of baseline so you want to go above baseline and and you know part of what helps is to understand that there are actual tested practices and and little things that you can do that can make a difference in your daily life on feeling better it, it's kind of like if you work out 30 minutes a day physically you're going to feel better and you know getting seven to eight hours of sleep is going to make you feel better if you're eating more fruits and vegetables and less animal products you're going to feel better you know all of these types of things mm -hmm. um but there's also things that you can do from the emotional spiritual side of things too so and when I say spiritual, I'm not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about finding meaning for yourself and, right. and, and things like that. So, right. um, you know, I, I just, I really like to have conversations with people and, and give them some direction that they can decide what to do with it. Um, and by the way, if there's other things that you want to know more about. Out. I would love to give you more information because because there's so much out there, you know. There so is. Uh, thank you. Um, and and yes, and you are like a wealth of knowledge. So <laughs> I really am excited about um, people connecting with you as well. And I'm glad that we connected as well. I think we connected through LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I just I, I love your message. And I love what you know. I love what you do. I love the the um, the, the little uh, survey that you sent because it made you it really did make you think. And that's yeah. what you know, when I read that, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't do 30 minutes a day. I really need to, right. even though like you kind of know, right, you kind of know you're supposed yeah. to. Everybody. But when you're looking at it on paper, you're like, yeah, yeah. okay. Right, right. Yeah, this doesn't look every, good. Next time I'm saying yes to this question. That, that's right. Well, you go like yeah. this. Everybody knows what you've got to do, but you just need to have a roadmap yeah. to, to do that. And you need to have somebody that says, 
like like you said, I, I using that word that nobody likes to use right now. Right. <laughs> and 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 the reason they don't like to use it is because they've attached emotions to it. Like yeah. I'm somehow, I'm somehow bad. And right. you know, here's another just a little piece of information that I like to use myself um, is that, you know, how everybody's always afraid of their scale. Like, oh my God, I don't want to get up scale. If you put notes all over for yourself, and this is the note that you put everywhere, your weight is just a data point. All it is, is data yeah. so that you know where I'm at now right. and where I need to be or where I want to be, you know? Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't judge me. It doesn't define me. It doesn't, it's a, it's a piece of data. Right. That's it. That's so good. And, and that, yeah. And, and the other little uh, scientific piece of information, always weigh yourself on Wednesday. That's the, that's the okay. best day to weigh yourself is on Wednesday. WW, there's, wait there's Wednesday. Been, there's been several studies that have been done that that's the best day to weigh, to weigh yourself. First thing in the morning, after you've gone to the bathroom, don't eat anything, don't do any working out because, you know, that's going to give you your best idea of what it is and do that's it once good a to week. know. Yeah. Okay. Do it once a week. That is once good to week. know. Yeah. Because awesome. every, you fluctuate so much. So yeah. once a week and it's put that on your scale. Nina, I want you to have that note on your scale that says my, your yeah. weight is just, just a data, data point. Yeah. It's just a Thank data you. point. So I yeah, hope and you're, I, you're the best you did. You, yeah, yeah, this was great. <laughs> I hope, this was I great. Hope you enjoyed. It was so fun. I, I really appreciate that you uh, wanted to include me in this and we didn't even get into the grief of athletes and we could do that another time, but cause that's, we sure can. Really, we really can, Jan. I would really love to have you back on. Yeah. yeah that's really it is important. important. It is important. It is important. And you know, the grieving process of that is very important to talk about too, because I do have a lot of athletes that I interview. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about that, how they really lost a sense of self when they yeah, lost, yeah. you know, whether they tore an Achilles or whatever they, you know, whatever yeah. happened that you're just like, that was hard for them. So I'd love yeah. to touch on that on the next one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When we talk yeah. about that, we'll, we'll break down, you know, we'll break down the grief, you know, cause everybody yeah. knows all the stages of grief and they do apply to they anyone do. that has had a life change. And it, it not always just, it doesn't only just apply to athletes. I mean, it can apply yeah. in other in other regards too. So yeah. So next uh, time we talk, I'd like to touch on that and the spiritual aspect of what it is that you guide people with and teach them. That'd be yeah. Great. Oh, it'd be right, great. Good. Well, thanks, Nina. Have a fab fabulous weekend. You too. And guys, don't forget to follow Jan. I'm gonna make sure that I link everything below um, so that you can go ahead and follow all of our information. I will put the show notes in there so you can read what we talked about. Please go ahead and contact her because it was great. I contacted her and she immediately sent me a little survey. I took that survey. It was an eye-opener and then she sent amazing information. It was just it was just a great experience. And I want you to have that same experience. So don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Make sure that you share away and leave a comment and a review that helps us grow. And I will see you very, very soon with another episode. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast 
or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.